Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we look at the labor code and see what kind of impact it might have on your wages. The labor codes revisited. India has a massive labor force. India also has a cult of exciting entrepreneurs. What India doesn't have or didn't have until last year was a streamlined labor code. When you have multiple acts governing employee rights and most of them are vague, rigid and unnecessarily complicated, it hurts both workers and businesses alike. So last year the government subsumed these labor laws, streamlined them and introduced four new labor codes in its place. We've already spoken about them in length before. However, we didn't address the elephant in the room, the part where the labor code directly affects most of our readership, you and your wages. So in today's episode we will try and do just that. But first things first, what exactly is a wage? Before the labor codes were put together, we did not have a consistent definition for a wage. Different acts had their own versions and it was a bit difficult to pass through these things. However, that won't be a hassle anymore. According to the new labor codes, a wage will be inclusive of basic pay, dearness allowance and retaining allowance all expressed in terms of money. are capable of being so expressed and meant to create expressed or implied employment so let us look at that separately basic pay it is the fixed amount your employer pays you before any reductions or additions due to bonus overtime or other allowance it is usually the money you're guaranteed no strings attached dearness allowance or da is mostly paid to government employees so that they have extra cash to offset the impact of inflation It is paid to make sure that the cost of living doesn't cripple these people. Meanwhile, retaining allowance or RA is paid when an employer wants to retain the services of an individual even while the establishment shuts shop. Think of it this way. There are many industries that only operate a few months on a seasonal basis. And if an employer wishes to hold on to the services of certain individuals when they are no longer needed in the establishment, they are paid a small sum as an incentive to make sure they are available when needed. And so these three things, basic pay, DA and RA will now constitute a wage. What doesn't constitute a wage you ask? All other bonuses including leave travel concession house rent allowance overtime payments commissions etc will not be included under the wages section and that's not all the current code also mandates there be a cap on the award of such bonuses they can no longer exceed 50% of your total pay and this bit has some implications let us suppose you are making 25000 rupees a month all things considered If there were no dearness allowance and retaining allowance included then your basic pay would constitute your wage let us assume this was 40% of the total pay that is 10000 rupees that means 15000 rupees is paid to you by way of additional allowance and bonus and this sum is usually tax exempt to a certain level but more importantly employers don't use this figure to calculate the contribution they are mandated to make towards your provident fund It is the government led pension scheme that helps you build a retirement corpus and both you and your employer are expected to pay 12% of your basic pay towards this corpus each month. So although your total salary tallies up to 25000 rupees you will have to contribute 12% of 10000 rupees towards the employee provident fund. That leaves you with 23800 rupees. However, remember what we just said a while ago. The awards of bonus and allowance that doesn't constitute a wage must not exceed 50% of your total pay. 
So if your basic pay was only 40% of your total salary, that number has to change now. It has to morph into 50% of your total salary. 50% of 25,000, that's 12,500 rupees. And your PF contribution, 12% of 12,500, which is 1,500 rupees. That leaves you with 23,500 rupees. So your take-home salary might decrease come April 1st. We say might because if your basic pay exceeds 15,000 rupees already, then there will be no implication. That's the lowest value of basic pay that employers are expected to consider when calculating the PF contribution. However, if you have any other benefits that are calculated as part of your basic pay, you will likely see improvements, so long your basic pay increases in tandem. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you want to share your feedback or suggestions, do drop us an email to hi at the rate finshots.in. Until next time.